Hi, welcome to the New Covenant Presbyterian Church Sermon Podcast, a congregation of the Orthodox Presbyterian Church, the OPC, in the San Francisco Bay Area. What does the Bible say about justification? This is part four in our series uh, looking at this uh, question. In parts one and two, we looked at the nature of justification. We saw that justification is a declaration of righteousness, whereby God forgives a person's sins and counts them positively uh, righteous. In part three, we looked at the basis for this, and we saw that uh, Christ's birth, the incarnation, life, death, resurrection, and ascension, uh, all uh, are necessary for our justification. All of them contribute in one way or another to uh, us being justified. And that is to say that Christ is the alone basis for our justification. The only way that we can be justified is if we receive Christ's righteousness. Now, now the question then in part four is, how can a person receive this? How can a person receive justification? And the answer of the scriptures is that a person receives justification by faith alone. He receives justification by faith uh, alone. Now, there are a couple of views that we need to uh, talk about here that are contrary to this, and that is the Roman Catholic view and the Arminian view. Uh, The Roman Catholic view states that a person is uh, justified uh, by Uh, works that are done uh, in faith and by grace. The idea is that it's something like grace-produced works. So the idea is that Christ uh, gives one the ability, uh, particularly through the sacraments mediated by the church, one gives uh, a person the ability to perform the works that can merit salvation in one way or another. Now, there's usually qualifications with regard to what's, what's meant by merit, but the idea of merit is still present. So the idea is that there are works that a person can do to merit salvation, but they can't be done on one's own. They can only be done by grace. Now, uh, the, the Arminian view is that uh, that one's faith itself is the thing that God counts as righteous. So um, here there's a difference between what we would say the basis of justification is versus the instrument of justification. The Arminian collapses the two and says that when a person believes, God counts their faith as their righteousness. And this is different from the Reform view in that the Reform view, which is the biblical view, um, the Reformed view states that uh, that God counts us as righteous, and what he's imputing to us is not our own righteousness, even the righteousness of our faith, but rather he imputes to us Christ's righteousness, and that righteousness is given to us by faith. Uh, Calvin puts this in a, a really picturesque way when he says uh, he compares faith to a treasure chest. The treasure chest is not worth anything on its own, but it is valuable insofar as it contains a treasure. Um, and the same thing is true with our faith. When our faith is considered in itself, it's worthy of nothing. But our faith is is worth something. It's the means by which we are justified because it's the means by which we grab hold of Christ. And Christ is our righteousness. Um, and so, so those are the differences between uh, the Catholic, the Arminian, and then the Reformed views. Now, um, one of the things we'll see, and this will be against uh, both of the other uh, views, is that um, in, re- in the end, um, the scriptures teach that you can either only, you, you can only either trust in yourself for your salvation, or you can trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so you can either have faith in yourself, or you can be relying on your works. This is the reason why the Apostle Paul distinguishes between these two so sharply. So for instance, in Romans chapter 3, Romans chapter 4, Uh, Galatians chapter 2 and 3, Ephesians chapter 2, there's always this contrast between faith and works, faith versus works. 
And so, for instance, the Apostle Paul will, will speak in uh, Romans chapter 4, the person who is counted, he's imputed righteousness uh, apart from works. Apart from works, it doesn't, uh, it's not owed to the person. God gratuitously grants it uh, separate from a person's works or actions. Think of uh, Galatians chapter 2, verse 16, uh, where Paul says, you know, we who are Jews know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but rather by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And regardless of how you understand that, that phrase, faith in Christ, there's some, some differences of opinion with regard to that. It's said three times uh, very clearly, and the implication is very clearly, you cannot be justified by works of the law. It can only be by faith. Same thing, same contrast is made in Galatians chapter 3. Reception of the Spirit comes by faith or by works of the law. He asked the Galatians, it's clearly by faith, therefore continue in faith, not relying on the works of the law. Uh, uh, the Apostle Paul then says later in Galatians chapter 3, by the works of the law, no man will be uh, justified. Um, now, in the context, it has something to do with the, the Jewish system of, uh, of, uh, of the law, but it applies in, really in, in every sphere. Uh, there is no sense ever in which a person can be justified uh, by the works of the law. And this is because it is simply insufficient uh, for a person to be counted as righteous for their obedience to, to the law. Well, for, one for one reason, uh, everyone is a sinner. Everyone sins and falls short of the glory of God, as Paul says in Romans chapter 3. Uh, and um, as, uh, as Anselm said in the, in, in the 11th century, um, if a person sins even once, then nothing he can do can make up for that, that previous sin because everything else that he would do, even if he's perfectly righteous, it can't make up for a previous sin it, It's because, he, because that person has owed God righteousness from the beginning of his life. So if he, if he lives perfectly righteously and then stumbles on one point, that perfect righteousness, even to that point, helps him uh, not, uh, not at all because he's already owed that to God. It's not something extra that can make up for a, a, a sin. Uh, and and it's certainly the case that people are do not live righteously except for minor stumbles here and there. The reality is that they stumble quite a lot. Uh, and therefore, there needs to be some way in which we can have our sins forgiven. And the idea is that there's no way in which uh, in which we can do that on our own. There's no works that we can do um, to uh, provide for such a thing. And this is why even the Lord Jesus Christ, we see all throughout the Gospels, and even in Acts, we see this. Uh, that it is when people believe that they are declared to have their sins forgiven. Over and over again, the Lord Jesus Christ says this, uh, go in peace, your faith has made you well. You think of the, the paralytic who comes to, to Jesus. And, and uh, you know, Matthew says, Jesus, seeing their faith, says to him, my son, take heart, your sins are forgiven. He sees the faith, he forgives uh, the sins. Uh, this is what we see all throughout, uh, all throughout the scriptures, both the Lord Jesus Christ and the apostle uh, Paul. Faith is the alone instrument of justification. And we see that, it, that so, so in this way, then, it's um, contrary to the Catholic view. Um, the Catholic view states that there, is, there are works that can be done by Christ's help, who helps us through the sacraments that can then merit eternal life. But this would, again, make the basis for the justification our own works. And it's just not what the scriptures teach with regard to this. Uh, what we receive from Christ is the actual declaration. Uh, this is what this is the sense in which Christ was raised for our justification. We received the declaration that was given to Him, not our own declaration that we are able to produce by our own works. Um, Christ doesn't just help us to do good works whereby we can satisfy our own sins, uh, and that would be the, the Catholic doctrine of satisfaction. Christ is the alone satisfaction for our sins, and He's not the alone satisfaction as the Catholics say in the sense that He helps us to satisfy for our sins. 
he actually satisfies for our sins. He doesn't give us the ability to satisfy for our sins. He he satisfies our sins, and therefore our sins are satisfied insofar as we are in him, not insofar as we uh, as we uh, are able to appropriate that by means of our own works. Um, so faith is the alone instrument of justification. Now, against the Arminians, we would also say uh, that our faith itself is not um, the just the righteousness that we have from God. We know this from First uh, Corinthians one a passage that we looked at in part three. Uh, we because of Him you are in Christ, who has become for us wisdom from God, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So we so our righteousness is Christ. Christ is our righteousness. It's not our faith that is our righteousness. It is Christ that is in fact our righteousness. And if we are then justified by faith, it's not because our faith is counted as anything. Our faith is that often weak and pitiful. But it is because our faith, by faith, we apprehend the one who is the righteous one. This is why Romans chapter 5, uh, those who are in Adam are condemned. Those who are in Christ are justified. Uh, faith is the means by which one becomes in Christ. And it is in Christ that one receives uh, justification. And so faith is the alone instrument of justification. Now, uh, what do we do about James chapter 2? This is uh, the passage that, of course, the, the Catholics like to make use of, and they'll say, you know, this is the thing that clearly shows that uh, a person is not justified by faith. Um, there's already a problem in terms of the way that uh, this is being used, uh, because there still has to be a sense in which you account for what Paul is saying. And uh, as we'll see, the Reformed view actually can make very good sense of both. Uh, but it, it seems like the, the Catholic view is actually trying to pit Paul against Peter. And uh, that is, uh, is sorry, uh, Paul against James. And that is, of course, uh, a problem as they teach the same uh, gospel. So how do we understand James chapter 2? Uh, where, there, where there are statements where uh, Paul will, uh, well, where James will, in fact, say a person is not justified by faith alone, but rather by works. Um, there are two things that we have to understand. Uh, James is not speaking of um, justification in the same way nor is he speaking of faith in the same way. And this is very clear from the context. It's very, very clear from the context. Um, so for instance, uh, with regard to justification, uh, he is speaking not of what happens at a person's conversion, but what appears to be manifested in a person's life after their conversion. Um, so this is clear from, uh, from the way in which he uses uh, Genesis chapter 15, verse 6, for instance, where he speaks of... Um, where he alludes again to it to Abraham being justified by faith, but then he speaks of the things that Abraham does after this, and he says, "You see, a person is not justified by faith, but by alone, but by works." The idea is is that there is something that happened after Genesis 15, um, particularly the righteousness of Abraham's life that shows his justification. Uh, the problem is is that the righteousness is in fact imputed in Genesis chapter 15. Um, so Paul, so James seems to be using something. Uh, different in terms of his justification. The idea is something like a, a, the manifestation of one's justification. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind with James chapter 2 is, and this is really the main point, is that James is comparing two different kinds of faith. He's not really contrasting faith versus works. He is contrasting a faith that works versus a faith that does not work. And he's saying a person is justified by works in the sense of he's justified by a faith that works. This is very, very clear from what, what James says. So uh, let me pull this up very quickly. Uh, James chapter 2, so we can see the text itself. In James chapter 2, uh, James says this, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? Notice the idea. Not can faith save him, but can that faith save him? A faith that has no works. Uh, and the answer that he's going to give is no. He says, but he says in verse 18, 
verse uh, 17. So also faith by itself, it does not, if it does not have works, is dead. There are two kinds of faith. There is a faith that has works and a faith that does not have works. The faith that justifies is a faith that works. And yet the justification still only happens by faith. If someone says they believe, but their faith is empty, then in the sense of it not having works that goes along with it, then a person will not be saved because the faith is not itself true. But what James is saying is there is a kind of faith that justifies, and that is the, the kind of faith that, justi that justifies is the faith that in fact uh, has works. So the same thing, so then we see later in, um, in uh, uh, verse 21, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? So again, that's after Genesis 15, 6, is what I was pointing out earlier. Um, but the justification happened clearly in Genesis 15, 6, because Abraham believed God and it was counted as righteousness at that point. In Genesis 22, Abraham does a good work that shows that the faith was real. And James's point is saying is that the, the works that he did showed that the faith was real. And therefore, his justification entailed uh, the works in the sense of his justification was manifested to be true by the works that he had. Uh, now, this is no different from the basic Reformed doctrine of, of assurance, uh, and it, it, it certainly agrees with the Apostle Paul. This is a, a good way to put together uh, Paul and James. Uh, Paul would also agree that if someone says they believe, and yet whose life contradicts it, that faith cannot save him. In fact, Paul uh, says um, uh, this exact same thing when he speaks of uh, those who have, uh, who have uh, empty confessions. Uh, he'll say this in a number of, of places. You know, it's, it's not the case that um, simply because you say that you believe that you will, in fact, uh, uh, be saved. There are some who deny their profession of faith by their works. And uh, the same thing is said with, uh, with John, 1 John 2. They went out from us, but they did not remain with us. If they were of us, they would have remained with us, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, the idea is, is that there is something that must be done afterwards that will show that a person actually truly does believe but none of this contradicts the reality that faith is still the alone instrument um, and the reason it's important to maintain is because it, it is uh, because the again the only thing the only options you have is either trust in yourself or trust in the lord jesus christ you can either trust that you've done enough either by the help of god or whatever but still that you have done enough or you can put your faith and confidence in the lord jesus christ if you put your confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ and you say, no matter what, I know that I could never be good enough. I can never measure up. My, I don't rely on my faith. I don't rely on the good works I've done, even through the sacraments. I rely solely on the Lord Jesus Christ. If this is you, then you receive by the resurrection of Christ that judgment given to yourself. You are made alive together with Christ. You receive that judgment and God declares you to be righteous. This is the beauty of the gospel and the beauty of the doctrine of justification. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit our website at newcovenantopc.com. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. May God enlighten the eyes of your heart that through the preached word, your eyes may be opened to behold the glory of Christ more and more.